What will attract an unbeliever to want to become a believer because of you? It is the life that you live. Amen? It is the change that they see. But if there is no change in your life, if there is no difference between you and them, there is nothing they need to admire. Of course, you have hope of eternity. You will go to heaven. But before you go to heaven, there is the earth to live in, isn't it? We are still on this earth. We are not yet gone to heaven. And we said, if the interest, if God's interest was to take us to heaven only, then the day you gave your life to Jesus, you should have been raptured or called home immediately. But look at the number of years that you have lived on this earth. Praise the Lord. It means then there is more than going to heaven. And the church or the children of God need to understand that we have an assignment on earth. And many of us do not understand that we have an assignment on earth. We think we are heavenly bowed only. We focus on heaven and we forget that we are still on earth. Let me remind you, it is Jesus who said, occupy until I come. Those words occupy until I come. It, was, it actually tells you, be in business. Do what humanity are supposed to do on earth. Take charge. Occupy. Let your presence be heard or be seen. Hallelujah. Let people know that you exist. How will they know? It's not just by proclaiming it on top of the mountain. It is by what you do. Amen? And therefore, that's why the Lord is interested in what we do. He is interested in that marriage because he wants to see it effective. Amen? And successive so that someone else can admire your type of marriage and they will want to know what is the difference. And you can be able to tell them the difference is the Lord. We have committed our life to him. He is the master of this home. Praise the Lord. That's the reason why the Lord is talking to us. And he is pointing issues of life that we need to deal with. And one of them is unforgiveness. Okay? I'm not talking about sin because the assumption is you are already forgiven. You have come to the Lord. But as you have come to the Lord, there are issues of life, there are issues that are on this earth that we need to deal with. That hinder the, the Lord or prevent him from acting on our behalf. Praise the Lord. In the course of the week, as I was Asking the Lord and thinking that now that is over, I need to come up with something else, not necessarily that restrains us. As a matter of fact, I was preparing a sermon on how God loves you. And I thought, wow, this is it. Hmm? And before I even prepared, I get a message from somebody. And this is the word that came to us. Let me read for you a message that was sent to me by one of you. That is 
going to be part of our message today and probably next Sunday because I don't see us being able to finish what he did good to now. Okay. Okay, this is the message that was sent to me. Um, good morning, Pastor. Hope all is well. I was praying for our church, this church, DCN, today, meaning that particular day. I think this was sent to me on 6th, yes, at 6.18 a.m. And when I got to financial part, in other words, she was praying for us, many to do with many issues, but when she got into the financial or to the issue to do with finance, the words obedient is better than sacrifice, we are told. In other words, the Lord spoke to her, and she clearly had those words. That before even she continued to pray for our finances, these words came. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Are there people here who believe that God is still speaking? Amen? And he can speak to any one of us? Amen? So he spoke to this member, whom I'm not going to disclose the name, but is a member of this church. The words, obedience is better than sacrifice, we are told. That we should lead from the front. Okay? Hallelujah. One voice there is receiving the message. May the Lord grant the desires of your heart. That's a sound like Mama favor. May the Lord favor you greatly. Amen. That we should pay our tithe and trust him to take care of his ministry or his work. Did you hear that? That we should pay our tithe and trust him to take care of his ministry. When I received this, first of all, I got it that it's a message that is coming to us even as a church. Because even a church is supposed to tithe. What you tithe, we also tithe. And when I got this message, I remember that we were behind in tithing last year. But we didn't complete the year as we are supposed to complete. It's the first time since we began this church that we failed to honor our obligations as required. And you can see the Lord sending a message of rebuke now to us as a church. Okay? And that's why he's saying, obedience is better than sacrifice. Okay? That we should pay our tithe and trust him to take care of his ministry. Why? Because the reason why we did not pay the tithe or the, the leaders who are not able to pay the tithe, it is because when they went to the account to check all the money that you had given were not even sufficient to meet all the obligations. And they gave an excuse. The money is not enough. Should we pay tithe or should we pay Hasina Sako rent? I'm making a confession for on behalf of the leadership. And they chose to first of all pay Hasina Sako. So what happens? They found themselves in Aria that particular month. So the following month, you gave. Whatever you gave, again, when they went to, the, to check the account, it was not sufficient to meet all the obligations. And again, the question was, should we pay the tithe or should we pass, first of all pay Hasina Sako? And the guy who supplies the water, should we pay Kenya Power? Should we pay whatever? And there was proper justification. Again, even the Lord understands this thing. Let us pay 
Asina sako, let us say pay Kenya power, let us pay Nairobi water. We shall pay next month. Next month it happened. The same thing. And the Lord realized these characters are going to get into a very deep hole. And because he loves us, he decides to speak to us before we enter into that game and continue with the same tread this year. So the message comes to us. And when I received it, I knew this is it. He is speaking and he is speaking to us. But I also heard him say, it is the same thing with the members. Because one of the reasons why the money is not enough, it is because even you have justified the reason why you cannot be able to pay your tithe, it is because your rent is this much and the money is not sufficient to meet, to pay the rent, to pay school fees, uh, to buy food and uh, to help your mother at home. You did your quick math and you said, God, even you, you understand. This month, no tithe. I'll do it next month. Next month, come. The same thing repeated. Because there is no increase. And I want to tell you why. Do you know what you did? When you did not pay the first time, you stopped the increase. You stopped the room. There's no, no, no room for more to come in. Because God, being just and faithful, he cannot then go against his word and reward someone who is rebellious. Will he? He will also say, even him, he understands that he has rebelled. My hands are tied. Hmm? But God is merciful and kind. Because he doesn't come to us with a whip. He is coming to us with a word of correction. That is why he is telling us, obedience is better than sacrifice. Because the opposite of not obeying, ask soul. In the Bible, we will tell you what it means. When he was given instruction to go and deal with the Amalekites, and he decided to save the life of King Agag and the fat animals, and when he was confronted by Samuel the prophet, because God spoke at night to Samuel, that Saul has sinned. And God says, I am unhappy and I'm taking away the kingdom from him. The Bible says that for the whole night, Samuel mourned for Saul, trying to plead with God on behalf of this man. But when morning came and he went to check, he heard the breeding of uh, rams and goats. And when he asked, what is, first of all, Saul said, we have done what the Lord told us to do. We have cleared the Amalekites, all of them. And then uh, the prophet asked, and what is that noise that I'm hearing? Oh, ah, that's, those are the fat animals that we took for the sacrifice. God had not told him he needed sacrifice. He told him, finish the Amalekites. Why? Because the Amalekites had committed an unforgivable sin. 
How was it? When the children of Israel was leaving uh, Egypt and they passed through the desert, the land of the Amalekites, the Amalekites waylaid them. They allowed the strong to pass. But always behind you have the old and the young ones. And they would attack the old and the young ones. And God was not happy. He didn't punish them when they were in the wilderness. He waited until Israel got a king. He gave instruction to Saul. Destroy them. All of them leave nothing. Save nobody, including infants. Save nothing. Destroy their properties. But Saul decided King Agag is handsome and is a king like me. I'll kill all your subjects, but you I'll save. And all your fat animals and your gold and silver I carry. He rebelled. That's why the opposite of obedience is rebellion. And if you read that first, the following verse, 23, just, just, just show it there. For rebellion is like the sin of divination. See what rebellion is. When you do not obey the Lord's instructions, what you are doing, you are rebelling against him. When you don't obey the law of the Lord, you are considered a criminal, a labor. You are in, you are in rebellion and you deserve judgment punishment. The Lord says, rebellion to him is like divination. It is like someone who practices witchcraft or sorcery before the eyes of the Lord. So when you disobey God, and I'm not telling you to, to scare you, anytime you are disobeying or you are, you are rebelling against God, you are courting judgment. And as far as God is concerned, you and a witch a person who practices witchcraft or divination are in the same pot. What cooks that person can also cook you if you don't turn away from, from that. The Lord wants us delivered. And as I said, he wants to bless us. He wants us to enter into our season of restoration and manifestation. But we are carrying things that are restraining him from doing so. The first one that we saw was unforgiveness. We dealt with that and you forgive and the Lord is happy with that. You are forgiven and released. And if you are still struggling, please forgive and release. He is now saying, look, I still cannot bless them because they are rebellious. There is sin within them. They are not obeying my instructions. They are not obeying my requirements. How will I bless them financially when they are holding my tithe and offering? They are stingy. They are mean. They justify it. Now listen to what the Lord says. I had not finished the message from, from the Lord. That we should lead from the front that we should pay our tithe and trust him to take care of, our, of his ministry or our lives. That we should be faithful with the literal. Please note that. Faithful with what? 
These are instructions from the Lord himself. He knows that what you have is literal. He is not asking for much. God will not ask you to pay a tithe of what you don't have. Do you know that? If he has not given you 100 shillings, he will not demand 10% of, of 100 shillings. Of two. If he gives you 100 shillings, he will not demand that you pay 20 shillings. The law is very clear. It is 10%, which is 10 shillings. If you want to pay 20, that's you. He will bless you for that. But the minimum, it is and he is not asking for what you don't have. He is asking for already what he has given you. And that's why he's saying, even if it is literal, okay, he is giving, be faithful with the literal, he is giving, otherwise he may not give more. Please now note, you want more so that you can be able to pay your rent without problems. You want more so that you can pay school fees for your children without problem. You want more so that you can live a comfortable life. The Lord is saying, be faithful in the literal that you have. Amen? So it is not, he's not talking about what you don't have. He is telling you, be faithful in what you consider to be not enough. That is what you call literal. He is saying, there is a portion that you need to give. Amen? Higher. Obey whether it makes sense or it doesn't. Those are the instructions that he is giving. Whether it makes sense or not. Whether it feels fair and what they're doing or not. Obey. Are you getting the point? This, um, this is a message that has come from the Lord. This member did not craft it. I know the member. She has no interest in what goes on. But as she was praying and petitioning the Lord on our behalf, and then she was led to pray for finances, the Lord tells her, hey, hold it there. And the Lord speaks, obedience is better than sacrifice. She's wondering what is going on here. And the Lord says, lead from the front. You are not paying your tithe. You are not paying your tithe. You are not fulfilling your obligations. Do it. Whether it feels fair or not. I know it pains when you get your salary and you look at it and say, It pains to give. It's not easy to just release like that. Even when you're giving somebody, it's not easy. There is struggle within us. We struggle to release. But it is a requirement. Amen? Time, as I told you, time will not allow me even to go to the scripture. But let me just read one. Let me just uh, read one. Just read one or two portions of scripture and then we wide it there. Genesis 14, 19 to 20. Genesis 14, 19 to 20. Because there are some of us who struggle with tithe with 10%. Is it scripture? It is scripture. It is in the, in the scriptures. Yeah? It is there in the scriptures. 
and blessing him. And he blessed Abraham. Okay, let me read that one. Saying, blessed be Abraham by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. First of all, what's happening here? Okay, the short background, if you want, you can go and read chapter 14. Abraham, or Abraham, by this time he was still Abraham. He goes to war to rescue his nephew, Lut, or Rot, whichever. On the way, as he is coming back, because he was victorious, he meets with Melchizedek, who is called the king of Salem, and it is said is a type of Christ. It is said he had no mother, he had no father. No one knew his beginning or his end. And that's why he said he's a type, like, like a type of Christ. So he meets with this person. And this person blesses Abraham and pronounce, blessed is Abraham. And he blessed him. First of all, he blessed him. And then saying, blessed be Abraham by God, most high creator of heaven and earth. Is Abraham blessed? Abraham is already blessed. This man has blessed him. Let's assume that he was a representative of the Lord Jesus. So Abraham is blessed by the Lord. Abraham is given things by God. Abraham has resources given by God. But let's see what happens. And blessed be God most high. Who has done what? Delivered your enemies into your hand. He's coming from war. His enemy has been delivered into his hand. And not only that, if you lead through, Abraham took spoils also. He came with many things, you know. But Abraham, then Abraham said what? Then Abraham gave him what? A tenth of everything. Praise the Lord. Now look at it. Let's see this now for a minute. It starts by what? Abraham being blessed, isn't it? Okay? So Abraham has already received blessing. Abraham is not giving tithe so that he can be blessed. Understand? Because sometimes we think we are giving tithe so that we can be blessed. You give tithe because you are already blessed. Praise the Lord. Did you get that? Look at that. Abraham is already blessed. He meets with the Lord and he is blessed. And the Lord give glory to God who has blessed Abraham or Abram. And Abraham realizing that he is before the Lord who has blessed him with all these resources. Went back, picks 10% of it and gives to the blesser. Praise the Lord. This is what we struggle with. You cannot give if you are not blessed. Okay? If you are not blessed, you cannot give. But if you have something, then you are blessed. And we have been told, even if it is literal, it is sufficient for you to give something. Whether it sounds fair or not, 
What comes first? You take a tenth of what you have and you give it. So if you are struggling with giving, you need to repent and turn to the Lord. The Lord is the one who has given you power to make wealth. He is the one who took you to that employment. Why would you find it difficult to look at, at your salary? This is how much you earn. Praise God. Some of you struggle. Do I give net or gross? Hear me. Abraham gave tenth of all that he had. He did not first of all say, Wacha kwanza nitoe hii, ni ya luti, hii ni ya nani, hii ni ya nani, alafu hile nabaki, sasa tutapatia. The mistake we make. And let me ask you something. Do you pay taxes? Huh? You pay taxes on net or on gross? On gross. Okay, KRA. What is the man called? Not Jedi anymore. This one is called who? Ata Jurikani. Is it Joroge or Dungu or whoever? Okay, let's assume it is still Jedi. The Jedi we know. Or the famous Waweru. Waweru was so famous because he's the one who transformed and changed the way we are collecting things. But let's assume KRA. Does KRA give you money? Hmm? Yeah? They don't give you money. Okay? Where does your wealth come from? From God. Why do you find it easier to pay KRA out of the gross and you find it hard to pay 10% of all that you have been blessed with? Aha. Mama Fever is trying to help me. They said, given a choice, we wouldn't give them. But now, you are, there is no choice. So they take it. They actually don't take it by force. You give it to them because you know the consequences. If you don't give, what will happen? They will come to you. And woe unto you if KRA writes you a letter that you owe them money. Yeah? You do not want to face them because they can finish you. Why do we fear men more than God? What if God gets annoyed with us and decides, these people have messed me up. Let me follow them. Let me follow those resources that they have. Brethren, let us listen to this instruction. God says, whether it sounds fair or not, it seems right or not, be faithful. When you give, you open door for more to come. Amen. Let's stand on our feet. Are you guilty? Are you guilty? Tell the Lord yes, if you are. If you are guilty, when you start before a judge, and you know for sure you are not going to be freed. And the judge asks you, do you have anything to say? What do you normally say? Huh? 
You seek for forgiveness. You even vow and you promise, I'll never do that again. If you had been overspeeding, you say, judge, I'll never overspeed again. It is called mitigation. Okay? You even present your case. I have six children and they all depend on me. Judge, be merciful. That is what we need to do before the Lord. Let's go to him. In the next two minutes, I want you to announce to the Lord that you are guilty and you ask for forgiveness. Amen? And as you ask for forgiveness, also make a promise that God, I am not going to stand here on this dock again being accused of the same thing. Can we do that? Yes. Let me now help all of us to seek forgiveness. Let's say after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you because you gave your life for me. On that cross, you took away my pain. You took away my sin, all my curses. Because of you, I am free. I am grateful that you gave. I would not be here if you never gave your life. I come to you today to ask for forgiveness because I have not acted faithfully. I have not paid my tithe. I have not honored my prayers. I have not given when you instruct me to give. But today I have heard your instructions. I repent. Forgive me, O Lord. I make this promise, Lord, that I will not start before you again to be accused of the same sin. I will pay my tithe. I will honor my prayers and my vows. Help me, O God, to do what is right from today. Father, I pray for these dear ones that you may bless them and answer them as they have requested. As a church, we have sinned against you. We ask for forgiveness. We are also committing to do the right thing, to pay our tithe, everlasting redeemer, to honor you with the gifts that you have given us. Forgive us, Lord, and help us from today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may take your seat.